keep you there is no life and there is no death there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God oh bless your name Jesus I want to thank you for joining us this evening I'm excited about Jesus and I hope you are too you know it's Tuesday the third day of the third of November and the U.S. elections are results are being processed at this time and you know besides you're you're in <laughs> You're listening to Sunday Morning Live, SML, uh, from Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. And you are inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. There's no better place to be than the Word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. In Jesus' name. The Bible tells us whatever we do in word or deed, do in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, uh, in our obedience, our obedience. Let, let me tell you, if you've not been, if you haven't been obedient, if you haven't been 100%, change that right now. Be 100%. You know, uh, that's the best way to overcome. The Bible said we overcome evil with good. And so you, you can change. Make up in your mind. Change. Stick with it. Go through what you have to go through to do. But do it. Be obedient to God. You know, many have cast their votes for the presidential election. They voted for who they think is best. But I want to encourage you to pray for whoever is elected. Remember, both candidates are professional politicians. Now, I, I know that they, they're professional politicians. Let me tell you, by definition, a politician is a person who is professionally involved in politics, especially as a holder of or a candidate for an elected office. A person who acts in a, in a, uh, to manipulate a, in a devious way typically to gain achievements with an organization, whether it's Democrat or Republican, you know? And so once you, once you are elected, once you've been drafted, uh, when you've cast your hat into the ring and been accepted, you're undeniably part of the establishment and expected to meet and implement certain change, uh, which is dictated by uh, many powerful persuasions. Uh, don't get it twisted. Don't think that uh, any leader in any land does not have a board of advisors and is not persuaded uh, one way or the other. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 2, 2, 
uh, 1 through 6. Uh, I'm just going to read these few verses. It says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peace, peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. All right. So we need to pray for leadership, no matter where you are, uh, where you are on this globe, what continent you're residing on, where you should be praying for leadership. You should be praying for them. Uh, that's the word of God. So don't make comments and statements about leadership and you're not praying for them because you're violating the word of God. Uh, this is a Bible believing church. And so we're going to talk about the word of God and we're going to give it to you. Uh, it's not going to be sugar coated all the time. You know, sometimes a little sugar to help swallow it, you know, but uh, there are other times where you need to just have it. And so if you've missed any of the messages, please visit connectingtruth.org and click God on demand. That will give you access to the uh, message archive. And you can go back and listen to some messages that you may not have uh, heard before. You know, thank God, because uh, that is on Spotify, you know, we're on iHeartRadio, uh, Intune, Global, excuse me, <laughs> Google, <laughs> Google uh, Podcasts. And so uh, uh, we have two different podcasts that are going on and being published, and the Lord is blessing. There are many listening, um, you know, and that's what it's about. It's about reaching souls. Uh, that's that's the whole purpose. That's it. He said, told us to go into the uh, to go out and to minister, to be ambassadors, and that's what I am. I'm an ambassador for Christ. How about you? I believe that you are. Tell somebody about uh, Sunday Morning Live. Tell them to type SML. Uh, Google it. It'll bring up. Uh, uh, SML inside the pages. It will bring up our logo to bring up our, our messages. You know, share the word of God with someone that is not saved. Encourage them. They want to be saved. Trust me. Roaches run when you turn on the light. So people want to be saved. This is our Tuesday Bible study and we are traveling through the word of God. And let me tell you, we're taking pictures along the way so that we don't forget anything. So I want you to fasten your seatbelts and enjoy the ride. You know, while we're, on, while we're on this pilgrimage, I want you to know that we have uh, milk, you know, we have enough protein for the lambs and some roughage for the sheep. Uh, so we have some fresh water for both. You know, we, we have milk. For those that don't get it, we have some milk. We have some strained fruits and vegetables as babies. And as the baby's appetites grow, we can add a little uh, oatmeal or cereal. You know, those of you that have had children understand that as their appetites grow, you got to thicken up uh, what you're giving them uh, so that they can be satisfied. You know, but once you give them that chicken bone and they start to gnaw on it, it's over. Uh, you're not going to get it out their hand too quickly because they're going to want to hold on to it and chew on it some more. We're going to go into the word of God. And uh, before we go into the word this evening, amen, I want to, uh, oh, bless your Lord Jesus, going to put this uh, song, let's, let's worship the Lord, let's worship, and then we're going to go into the word of God. 
Bless your name, Jesus.
Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. God gets involved. He gets involved. We give him a praise. God. That's what we want the Lord to do is to have your way. Just tell the Lord, Lord, have your way. Have your way in my life. And then don't, don't just say it, but, but live it. Just, just yield yourself to the Lord. That's what he wants us to do, to yield ourselves to him. You know, and the more we, we yield ourselves to him, the more we become in practice, you know, in doing that, uh, the better we become at resisting the enemy. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. I'm telling you, uh, God is so good. He is so good. I am so uh, uh, thrilled about the Lord. And it doesn't mean that you're not impacted or deal with situations throughout the day or anything like that. But you know your relationship. You know the relationship that you have with the Lord means much more than anything else. And therefore, you're not willing to surrender it for no reason to nobody. You know, enough of that. We, we've done enough of that already, you know, uh, giving in to uh, uh, different influences and different things that have uh, pretty much uh, ran its course and done some damage in, in many lives. And thank God that we're here today to testify and say that you don't have to do that. I want to talk about uh, Ezekiel, you know, we're in the book of Ezekiel and we're, we're actually moving through it quite quickly. Uh after a while, we'll be out of the book of Ezekiel, but uh, that's not this evening. We're going to talk about weak hands. And weak hands signify a lack of strength. A, uh, it could be a health issue. Uh -huh, that's something that's important to pay attention to. Uh, even uh, considered a lifestyle. A weak hand can be a, a result of aging. And so, you know, my, my grandson and my son, my oldest son, found out that I had quick hands, that my hands weren't weak on the basketball court. Uh, but listen, <laughs> weak hands can be a sign of a condition. And so our internal uh, internals, our internals, our organs speak to us. You know, if you wake up and you have swollen ankles, that, that is a sign that uh, you need to, first of all, you need to be drinking a lot more water than what you're doing to keep that kidney flushed out. And, um, you know, and then if you, if your hands, uh, your hands also are a sign uh, that your heart, your heart could be sending you a message. And so you'll feel that in your hand, in your arm, you know, and so we have to pay attention to these things. But weak hands, weak hand is also seen as a poor strategy. Uh, or a lack of resources to carry out an ideal after bolstering to others about it. Uh, except for having a health condition, uh, no one likes weak hands. No one wants to deal with that. And, and even in, in a health condition, you don't want weak hands uh, because you know that it's symbolizing something internally is going on that needs to be fixed. 
And so we have to pay attention to these signs. You know, weak handshake uh, it symbolizes a lack of interest or resentment, to say the least. Uh, but so we, nobody likes that. But here we are in the 30th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Beginning at the 17th verse, it says, The young men of Avon and uh, Pibes uh, shall fall by the sword, and these cities shall go into captivity. Now, you've been following along. The Lord has been dealing with Israel, and, the, and it has shifted to their enemy. And, and that's where you want things to be at. You really want God, you know, of course, we need instructions. We need correction. And that's, you know, if we if we be without chastisement, the Bible said, then we're bastards. And so we, you want to be corrected when you're wrong. And God is he's not looking to, uh, you know, God is not walking around, even though his eyes go to and fro on the earth. He's not running to and fro on the earth looking for you to do something wrong. Matter of fact, the scripture says if a righteous man falls seven times, the Lord will raise him up. Uh, the Lord told Peter, if your brother offend you seven, seven times, seven in a day, just in a day. And we know uh, you're not even around a person that long in a day for them to offend you that many times. So how forgiving should we be? We be and we know that God is even more. However, we do not abuse the grace of God. And so the Bible lets us know that that Avon also was Beth Avon, the house of vanity, a house where they worship golden images. Now, Hosea, Hosea the prophet says, though thou Israel played the harlot, and this is what got Israel in trouble, yet let not Judah offend and come not unto Gilgal, neither go up to Beth Aven, nor swear the Lord liveth. See, they was getting in trouble. Israel was in trouble uh, because they did not listen to what the Lord was saying. We need to listen to what God is saying above any and everything. Let me tell you, if we listen to what God is saying, he'll guide us in, in righteousness. He'll guide us in areas that we have not even thought about and some areas that even the desire of our hearts. The Bible tells us in the 10th chapter, uh, the 8th verse, this is Jose, the high places also at, at Avon, the sin of Israel shall be destroyed. The thorns and the thistles shall come upon the altars, and they shall say to the mountains, cover us, and to the hills, fall on us, because of the fear of what they're doing. Now, 1 Kings, the 12th chapter, and about the 28th verse, gives us some insight. It says, uh, even more insight, it says, whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, it is, much, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Now, Jeroboam was afraid of losing power and prestige. He felt that Rehoboam would, would, get, would gain the hearts of the people. So instead of him uh, telling the people to seek the Lord, uh, he took the advice of others. Uh, remember the scripture said that the king took counsel and made two calves. And so he took the advice of others and Jeroboam had the, the means uh, because he was afraid and he was king and he had the means uh, to establish a celebration unto the Lord. Instead, uh, he did not use that. If you have the means, maybe it's an ideal, 
And maybe you need someone to help, but if you, if you have the means, you need to use that to set up, uh, to set up something unto the Lord instead of uh, setting up parties to cater to everything but God. Because uh, when you're doing that, you're failing the young people. Mm -hmm. Not the church. The church don't fail anyone. God does not fail. Men, men, individuals, you as a person. Uh, can fail someone in, because there are expectations. And sometimes we place expectations on people that we should not place them on. Now, if God, if you have an ideal that is going to help further the cause of Christ, if you have an ideal that, that's not outside the scripture, uh, God, remember, God gave you the ideal. He didn't, may not have shown it to the pastor. Uh, he gave it to you. And that becomes an extension of the ministry. You know, you take it to the pastor, get the pastor's blessing on it, but it's on you. It's on you. You know, I was just, just to be more transparent, I was having a conversation with someone and they were talking about someone making a statement uh, that the church has failed the young people. And so now the young people are out, that individual's making a statement is having a party. And, and the party that they're having is not promoting Christ, is promoting everything else. And so if you have the means, you have the, the, the facility, you have the means to, to host something that could promote the Lord, but yet you're not doing it, and then you cast and blame somewhere else. The devil is a liar, and the devil will use you to lie and plant seeds of discord among the brethren. You better be careful about that because uh, the Lord takes no pleasure in those that plant seeds of discord. That's an abomination unto the Lord. The Bible tells us. The Bible, we have to stay with the word of God. The Bible says that pie best means a cat or false deity, which was worshiped by the Egyptians, also known for the goddess Buddha, uh, excuse me, Bubest. And so Beth Avon and pie best activity with they had activity with Israel, and they also worked against Israel, which brought about consequences. Just like Israel, when Israel went and made an alliance with Egypt, it brought about consequences. The consequences of the behavior, each one of us and our behavior has consequences. Now, it, those consequences are based upon what you decide to do. It could be good, it could be great, you know, or it could be detrimental. Uh, you're going to make a choice and uh, all of us make choices. Uh, you know, sometimes we, well, I'm not choosing anything. Well, you just made a choice. You made a choice not to choose anything. The Bible says that in the 18th verse, that to half men, also the days shall be darkened. Now, this was uh, another city of Egypt. So see, what caught my attention is that through the, 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 the chapters that we've been traveling through um, towards the uh, coming up into the 30th chapter have really been focused on Egypt and all of the alliances that they had, all the cities, their capitals, the upper part of Egypt, the lower part of Egypt. The Lord said, I will execute judgment in Egypt and they shall know that I am the Lord. This is important because throughout the book of Ezekiel, this has been a theme. That, that people, children of Israel, and those that went into alliance with them, those that would have them in captivity, 
and those that would be uh, used to, um, to chasten, those that chasten Israel, would know that he is the Lord. Now, I need you to recall this, and I need you to never lose focus on, on this. You know, I need you to embrace this, hold this. The Bible tells us in Isaiah, the 45th chapter, he said, I will go before thee, and I will make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden treasures of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which calleth thee by name, am the God of Israel. Now, I, I know that, that we like to take that. And, uh, but listen, that requires obedience unto the Lord. It doesn't, it's not that you get saved and all of a sudden God says he's going to give you the treasures of the darkness, the hidden riches of the secret places. No, it, it, your obedience, <laughs> all of our obedience is required of the Lord. Uh, we can pray about situations. We can pray about things and God knows how to bless us and he will. But that should not be the motivation of, of seeking the Lord. The motivation should be for the saving of your soul. Let's keep the focus on the saving of our soul because uh, treasures and everything else is going to fade away. It's going to be gone. Uh, you know, you, and no one takes it with them. Now, nope. Uh -uh. Uh, Sean Connery uh, just left here at night. He didn't take Matter of fact, he may not even remember it because he was suffering from so many uh, different uh, things in his, in his physical Man, and so you need to understand that none of us, whether we're saved or not saved, whether we're saint or sinner, we do not take material things into the grave with us as if it's going to step out of time into eternity. The Bible says, for Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have called thee by thy name, I have summoned thee. Thou and thou hast not known me. I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I, gird, I girded thee, thou that hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun, from the west, that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. Bless you, Jesus. There's no one else. It's, it's me. It's the Lord. I form the light and the darkness. I make peace and I create evil. I, the Lord, doeth all these things. Well, since the Lord does all these things, I think a wise person would get to know the Lord and stay in good standing with him. Verse 23 says, I have sworn by myself. The word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Now I heard some uh, play the religious conviction card, you know, if a person is convicted by the religion, this is how they live. But, uh, you know, they've done that to avoid asking questions that would, that would cross political lines and maybe uh, cause people to look down on them. But listen, when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to the saving of your soul, you don't have to be rude to tell somebody this is what the word of God says, and I believe it, and that's what I'm living by. We have to remember what does the word of God. We have to call upon the word of what does the word of God say about the issues? Whether it's religious, social, political, 
personal opinion, we have to look at God's word and see what God's word is saying. Not our opinion, not religion. No, no, when I say, hey, I'm talking about all these different organizations. Uh, you know, look, if you're not lined up with the word of God, um, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna skip that conclusion. But the word of God will give you an answer if you get in it. We must line up with the word of God. You should be terrified of God and avoid anyone that is altering the word of God because the book of Revelation tells us that there is a reward. Actually, the book of uh, Deuteronomy too. Uh, there, uh, the scripture tells us that there is a, a specific reward for those that change the word of God. The Bible tells us, the, the Lord testifies that I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's not changing his mind about this life. He's not changing his mind for me. He's not changing his mind for you. I changed my mind to line up with him because the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What kind of mind was that? A compassionate mind. What kind of mind was that? A mind that wanted to see people healed. What kind of mind is that? A mind that wanted to see people blessed. What kind of mind is that? A mind that wants people to be free. Uh, the truth sets us all free. What kind of mind is that? A mind that I don't want to see nobody lost. Uh, I don't want to see nobody uh, being cast into the lake. I don't want to see that even though uh, people make their own decision. That is not my desire. And, you know, uh, don't ever. I, I, I'm so offended by this statement that you, that someone should ever uh, tell another person go to hell. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. It wasn't created for man. And that's what the Bible says. And so we don't have a place to put nobody. We should never, ever say that or make that statement to another individual no matter how uh, you might feel about them, no matter what wrong that they may have done. I know people curse and swear and say things and, you know, but listen, what does the word of God say? What does the word of God say? The 20th verse, we're still in the 30th chapter. The 20th verse says, and it came to pass in the 11th year, in the first month, in the seventh day of the month that the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh the king of Egypt, and lo, it shall not be bound up to be healed, to put a roller, uh, to bind it, to make it strong, to hold the sword. The enemy's hand is weak. And God's weakened the enemy's hand and he's letting Ezekiel know to let those that are, there was a remnant in captivity that was yet calling upon the name of the Lord, that was yet seeking him, that was yet being faithful, that was yet being holy, that was yet being true unto God. That they didn't surrender and walk around with a hidden agenda. They didn't hide what they were doing in their hearts and saying that God never see us. And because, you know, listen, because Pastor Carl don't see you sinning, uh, don't mean that God, I can't see. I, I, matter of fact, I can't, unless God gives me insight, I don't see past the walls, you know, and if I'm not wearing my glasses, I, I may not see past the, the last pew, but my eyes haven't gotten there yet. But listen, you understand what I'm saying? God sees everything. And he also reveals everything to us. He lets, a, he lets his servant know as he's letting Ezekiel know, I've broken the arm of Pharaoh. It's not going to be healed. And um, the sword, he, he can't even he can't even hold the sword. Now, no, the arm is not just a limb. The arm is an extension of power. It's a, it's a it's, it represents might. It represents strength. 
you know, and even the Lord himself, my own, he said, my own arm has brought salvation. That's Isaiah 53. And the arm is used as a defense and a resistance, you know, in 1 Peter uh, 4. Now, I was, re <laughs> I was watching a football game, and some of you know this, but um, a good example of, of using the arm to resist was when uh, Titan, um, Derrick Henry, stiff-armed uh, Buffalo player Josh Norm. Now, both of these men are exceptional players, and, or else they wouldn't be in the NFL. But uh, he used his, his straight arm, he used the stiff arm, uh, to, and you have to stiff arm your enemy. You have to stiff arm your enemy and knock him down. You have the power to do it because God has empowered you to do that. The Bible says resist the devil while calling upon the name of Jesus. You have the power. You have to believe you have. Listen, the, the, you, could, you may start off walking a half a mile. Then you build up to a mile and you build up to two miles and you know, and after a while you're doing, you're doing three miles. And, and so you have to build up, you have to start somewhere. And so tonight is a good night to start, to make up your mind that this is where I'm making a stand because God has empowered me and has given me that ability. The more you crucify the flesh. Now remember, Paul was a, uh, was a, a, a doctor, you know, and when it come down to uh, religious, and when it come down to theology, he studied. He was well versed, but and, and not just him, but Dr. Luke and others that, uh, you know, that that were uh, seeking the Lord. They had to crucify the flesh. They had to bring them body, the body into subjection. It didn't start with Paul. Throughout the scripture, men had to bring their bodies in subjection. Women brought their bodies into subjection to, to serve the Lord. Uh, Anna, I believe Anna was in the temple serving the Lord day and night, seeking him. She wasn't concerned about other things. She was concerned about pleasing the Lord. We should be concerned about pleasing the Lord. Too many of us are chasing after so many other things. Look, God understands that, you know, okay, I, I'm, I'm single. I want a relationship. He understands. He knows that too. But let's keep everything in his right perspective because too many, uh, too many sisters are running around chasing guys and getting used. Because that's just what's happening, and guys are, are running around getting used to. But when we keep things in its perspective, put things in its right order, and leave it there, you know, sometimes God is not quick to give us the desires of our heart because He know we would abuse it. He know that we would take the take it and run. You know, you ever see somebody go to church and and say, I, "I've been praying, and God blessed them, and what they were praying for, the door open, and then you don't see them no more." Mm-hmm. God knows how people are. And so because he knows how we are, listen, he's not always quick to move in that direction that we might desire. But why don't we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Why don't we do that? Let's not even talk about in all these things. Let's not let's let's not look at that right now. Let's just think about seeking God and his righteousness. Bring these bodies into subjection. God understands that we're emotional beings and, you know, but yet we have to bring these bodies in subjection. It doesn't matter what comes up against us, no matter how we feel, no matter how tempting it might be, bring these bodies into subjection. He said, the arm of Pharaoh will be broken and shall not recover. The day is coming that the enemy is not going to be able to recover. The princes of this world and their shenanigans will end 
with no hope of recovery, none whatsoever. Your responsibility and my responsibility is to be loyal. Uh, you know, there is a reward for being loyal unto the Lord. Be loyal. Many Israelites forfeited the promise. You know, we read about how the Lord said, I have treasures of the dark. I, I have gifts, you know, that." but they forfeited that. Isaiah 31 and one says, woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in the horsemen because they are very strong, but they do not look to the Holy One of Israel nor seek the Lord. You know, when trouble come your way, you ought to pray, seek the Lord. Don't rely on, because God can give you wisdom how to deal with the business person. God can give you wisdom and give you favor and dealing with the situation. Seek the Lord. Don't go make an alliance with someone else because they look like they uh, have the upper hand on the situation. No. Seek the Lord. Let God guide you into the situation. You know, the more you seek him and, and listen, listen, you got to be a good listener. When you pray, listen, because just like on the phone, you don't do all the talking. You, you have to. It's a two way conversation. Now, the, don't follow the masses. Is Exodus 23 and 2 says, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Neither shalt thou speak in the cause to decline uh, after many uh, and, and, and pervert judgment, wrestle judgment. You know, uh, we don't follow the multitude. We don't let others persuade us to get outside the will of God. Psalms 118 and 8 9 says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. The Lord told Ezekiel, he said, I'm going to scatter the Egyptians among the nations and I will disperse them from the countries and I will strengthen the arm of the king of Babylon. So the Lord is going to bring uh, the king of Babylon to uh, put the sword in his hand and he's going to break Pharaoh's arm. Mm hmm. And he shall groan before him with groaning of a deadly wounded man. God said, I'm going to do damage to those that was bringing infliction that was that was compiling the situation upon his people. He said, I'm going to strengthen the arm of the king of Babylon and the arm of Pharaoh shall fall down and shall know what that I am the Lord. That is not the way you want to know that he's the Lord. You want to know that he's the Lord because you surrender yourself unto him, because you yield to his word, because you, you, you obey him, because you acknowledge him, you trust in him, not because you go against him and then you find out, oh, uh, wow, he is God. Oh, he is sovereign. You already know that. And the Egyptians had already seen throughout their history the power of God working on behalf of the children of Israel from their deliverance up to the time of this situation in which they are in captivity. But they didn't learn the lesson. And the Lord said, I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them among the countries and they shall know that I am the Lord. It's important to have a good understanding. So to be perfectly clear, I need you to understand that the enemy of, of your enemy is is not your friend. That, that's not true. Okay, that's not true. The enemy of my enemy is my friend suggests two parties that work together against a common note that uh, 
Is it the Bible tells us in Exodus 23, 32 and 33, ye shall make no covenant with them or with their gods. They shall not live in your land because they will make you sin against me. For if you serve their God, you will surely be a snare is going to be a snare to you. Don't compromise your loyalty unto the Lord. We have to all of us have to recognize when the slope is slippery, stay off of it. Any ideal or course of action which leads to something unacceptable, something making wrong decisions or disastrous, you need to know that the gravity of sin will cause you to slide down. And when you slide, you're going to injure yourself and chances are you're going to injure someone else. So stay off the slippery slope. Know that the hand of the enemy is weakened by the power of God. So therefore, we need to stay on God's side. We need to stay right where the Lord wants us to be at in order to see that power, in order to obtain what God has promised. Now, let me tell you something. God wants you to have what he has written in his word. It's, yes, you're going to be saved. Yes, the Lord wants you to be saved and, and to not be lost and, and cast into the lake of fire at the end of the day. Listen, my God, he wants us to experience all of that that he has for us. But we have to be committed unto him and walk in obedience. Every time we, we stray, we cause a delay for ourselves. We cause the delays and then we wonder why, why am I dealing with this? Because we cause the delay. Let's not do that. Know that the hand of the enemy is weakened by the power of God. Listen, I want to encourage you, if you're tearing for the Holy Ghost, don't wait till you get to church to start. Set aside time for personal devotion. Read your Bible. Go in the room where no one else is and get on your knees and begin to pray and seek God and tarry for the Holy Ghost. Turn off the cell phone. You don't need it on all the time. Turn off the TV. You know, if you have children, if they not sleep, put them next to you. God know how to rock them to sleep. You don't know. They need the Holy Ghost too. Lord know how to feel children. The Bible would tell us that John leaped in the womb and was filled with the Holy Ghost. Bless you, Jesus. Jacob was left alone and he wrestled with God and would not let him go until God blessed him. Get involved with God. Keep the enemy at bay by being prayerful. And, and listen, you might be dealing with something that, and you don't know how to respond, feeling certain, but listen, seek God. Don't let, don't let feelings and emotions in your flesh dictate what is right to do and as to seek the Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your word this evening. Lord God, and I just pray and ask that you bless the hearers thereof and those that will hear the uh, later on. Bless them, Lord God, to receive your word, to live by your word, and to be found pleasing in your sight, Lord. Oh, Lord God, we thank you right now, Savior. Lord, we pray that you are saved. Save, Lord God. Remember leadership across this land, high places. Lord God, you know every individual. You know their hearts. And we know that the king's heart is in your hand. We pray and ask, Lord God, that you would lead us and guide us in your path of righteousness. 
In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Just want to leave you with this. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, you're missing out. They asked Peter, said, what shall we do to be saved? And he told them, repent, turn from your wicked ways and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord.